Welcome to Chasing the Upside, conversations about living the FPL life. The best piece of FPL advice you've ever been given. Okay, so for me, it's definitely, and it's cliche, very, very cliche, this one, but that phrase, it's a marathon and not a sprint, always hit home to me um, You to stay patient throughout the season. When I first started playing, it was very easy to, oh, this player didn't do very well. Time to take him out. Oh, this player, hold. I need him in my team. Just constantly making decision after decision after decision, chasing points and taking out the players who didn't give you points. But I've actually found that if you just stay patient, if you just focus on the fixtures, you'll eventually do well. And you'll overtake the people that make rash decisions eventually. No matter how bad your rank is right now, you will climb up the ranks if you just continue to make calm, good decisions. The best FPL advice that I've been given is not to consume too much content. And and this is where um, it's helped me immensely, you know, last season especially. Um, this season, I've sort of got a select kind of few that I, I sort of, uh, you know, um, I'll always go and watch, you know, as a regular sort of, on a regular basis. But um, in my first season, I consumed so much content, like so many, you know, YouTubers that I was um, just watching um, day in, day out, just because I was trying to learn the game, right? Last season, I dropped that down completely. So I went from one extreme to the other and uh, started focusing in on, you know, a few select content creators um, where possible. And because it gave me something different as well. So if I want something that's really stats, stats heavy, data driven stuff, then I have a couple of content creators I would go for um, to, towards, you know, um, for, for those things. If I wanted um, a little bit more of that eye testy and, and just kind of gut, gut feels and X vibes, basically, then I've got a couple of content creators I like going to for that. And there's, there's a few that sort of do a little bit in between. It's really refreshing to do that and sort of, you know, trust a few that you can go to and, and sort of, you know, tap into it occasionally. Um, I find I found that that really helped me. I think it, ha- it will have to be that as long as you're happy with the decision you made, then that's it. And a lot of the time, it's about making sure that that you've made the decision. You know, there's loads of different influencers out there and influencers out there now. But you've, at the end of the day, they don't care about you, really. Um, it's, you know, you've got to deal with the decision that you've made and you've got to carry it, you've got to wear it. So just make sure you're happy with the decisions you make and make sure they're your decisions at the end of the day, not because everyone else is doing it, um, because you feel a lot better that way. Uh, if you crash and burn, you've just crash and burn on your own terms. For me, it's just kind of ensuring that I'm confident within myself that the decisions I've made are the right ones. And it takes time to figure out what works for you. Some people do like writing stuff down like you do. For me, it's just having it in my head that if I think, oh, why did I do that? I don't have that sort of, oh, yeah, but this guy scored loads of points and the guy I chose didn't score any points, so I'm therefore an idiot and I'm therefore really annoyed. Like, you know, just keeping everything manageable is what is really important. So, yeah, that, that's, that was a really kind of mealy-mouthed answer, I'm afraid. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, just just make sure you own your decisions are your own, I suppose, is probably where I'd go. It's, it's Zoom out. And we said that you can get so sucked into Twitter and Instagram or whatever you're consuming content on and that red arrow can feel like it dictates our week but if you zoom out and realize that the decision you make next week 
although it was a bad decision this week or was a bad outcome, could be fantastic. I talked about it on last week's podcast that I picked Bowen one week and he didn't return. And the player I wanted to get did did return. And all week I was effing and blind and that feckin' fella suggested Bowen to me and blah, blah, blah. And Bowen then went on this hot streak, winning or scoring four or five games in a row. And I was like, hold on, that whole week that I was in the car giving out, um, that made, meant nothing. I just wasted energy and, and time giving out. So if you zoom out, and I think this is kind of good for anyone, even in life, zoom out and look at something or a decision over a long period of time. And that applies to FPL and to life. And I think if you actually zoom out and, and assess something at a later date and say, right, I'll pack this and I'll assess it again, it will make your life a lot easier. I think the best bit of advice, and again, it's not necessarily something I do because I'm an idiot, um, but it's, it's deal with your weakest players first. You don't always have to be chasing high scores from, from players. Um, deal, with, deal with your issues. And, it, and I look at, you know, when I started doing black box, the idea of black box was to learn from mistakes I made and stop doing them. Have I stopped doing them? Absolutely not. But if you ask me my number one mistake I make, it's always chasing the, the big points halls and not just dealing with fundamental problems, injuries, you know, players with, with rubbish fixtures, players completely out of form uh, and, and chasing kind of the, the upside too much. So late riser is famous for saying, you know, it's all about the upside, but I, I like that strategy. Don't get me wrong. It's fun when it works. Um, but really, I think deal with your issues. That's my number one, my number one bit of advice.